Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Dragon Rider and Major Death. So, let's go into last week's poll question. Mage, what did we ask last week? Alright, so we asked last week, what is or was... The first class you queued up on ladder after the balance changes went live, because we had balance changes last week. We had 16 people that voted. Thank you to all of you that responded. 43.8% said rogue. And I was, I, I didn't have a vote because, you know, I put the poll there, but that was me. I play, played rogue first thing. 25% said shaman. Only 6.3% said Paladin. I'm actually a little surprised by that. Uh, I was expecting that to be a little bit higher. And then 25% said Other. We had a uh, itinerant wizard said a Death Rattle Tonk Hunter. Uh, Forest Bates said Highlander Hunter. We had a vote for Priest as well. And then somebody that voted Other that didn't want to disclose what their class was uh as well so thank you to all of you that voted much appreciated and uh we're gonna have another one at the end of this week's episode but paladin only 6.3 percent yeah i I, i'm actually surprised because paladin does a pretty good job uh against or you know can do a fairly good job against rogue and shaman potentially but those those two as the week went on kind of distinguish themselves head and above head and shoulders above but we'll we'll be talking about that a little bit later as well to be fair right now in hs replay paladin's number two it goes uh i think i think it goes paladin or it goes shaman paladin rogue hunter i think are the top four or is it hunter rogue Shaman, Paladin, Hunter, Rogue are okay. the three, four classes above fifty percent win rate on their on their homepage standard standard uh, meta standard constructed meta window thing there. So that's that's a snapshot across all levels for like the last twenty four hours or something like that. Exactly. So that's just a a very broad representation. I mean, you can glean from it what you will, but that's just the overall trends and may not reflect where you are <laughs> on the ladder yeah so so just take that always take what you see in these like data aggregate sites with a grain of salt just because they are very broad and it not everyone has a deck the deck tracker that reports data back to hs replay so like there's a bunch of data that's not being collected so just thought i would say that most most data is not it's ending up here and and so yes if for for those that are tracking and sending data in across everything they're the second best class and and actually i mean like one and a half percent over hunter is actually fairly sizable difference in in win rate so what is what is the hunter deck right now? Is it is it Highlander still or is it like I saw someone playing like Dragon Hunter today. Is that now a thing again? Like I thought it could be. No. Is is it just yeah. Face Hunter? Like what what is the hunter that is giving them above a fifty percent win rate? Like 
Yeah, there's there's still a little bit of hunter going around. Um, a few face hunters. Uh, people are still trying Highlander Hunter, though. Just, you know, I mean, hitting a bunch of secrets and, and kind of leaning into those. So that's that's what people the, are still trying. <laughs> since since the patch, it says the the top five decks there are, the, based on games played, it is two Highlander decks with about 8,600 games and three Face Hunter decks comprising uh 72 about 9800 games so yeah that, that, that's that's where your games are then by the way a thousand uh is the is the next one and it is actually a dragon hunter deck so uh it is a highlander dragon deck okay i was just curious i haven't seen a lot of hunter a lot of Evolve Shaman, though, curiously enough, so <laughs> we'll talk about that later. All right, so we'll move into the news for the uh, episode. So, retroactive rewards for reaching 27 and 30 were distributed to players last week. Um, so, yep, if you were above 27 and 30, you got 100 gold and 250 uh, gold chunks. It was likely seen when players logged in, though it didn't specifically say that it was what it was for. So people were kind of confused, just like logging but, a giant fifty gold thing just right in your face. Yep, and you're like, "Oh, what is that for?" Okay, <laughs> fifty gold, cool. I real quick, uh, uh, all all of that aside, though, I will say since I I hit level fifty. Super nice. You don't have to go into the track and click on the reward anymore now. Like, you don't have to go into the track. It literally just pops up 50 gold like when you were getting 10 gold every three games. So, I feel like that's a quality of life improvement for for me. Um, Hearthstone Mathematics updated their projected level finish after rewards track changes last week. So that, if you'll remember, that was like, if you're at level blah, 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 this is how much experience points you, if you were to keep up exactly at the same pace for, you know, the next three months, then you will have earned this much. So now they have updated to reflect the current, um, the reward track now that it has been updated and things are 20% less in the higher levels and, um... The levels are 50 gold apiece, but there are more levels and whatnot. So everything we went over. <clears throat> that that was based on where you were at on Monday, December 21st. And uh, basically it was, it was interesting because they, if you were on Monday at level 88 already, that you presume at the rate of XP that you were hitting, you would actually hit the cap, the 350 level cap, which is, which is crazy. And it estimates that you would have gotten about 20,650 gold. If you, if you did that through this rewards track, get by getting to that point. Well, should be interesting. Also, we had uh packs for awarded for choose your champion, uh, we're around, awarded around that time too, so you should have gotten your one to five packs depending on who you chose. So, very mi- minimum, you got one pack. You pick Corey, you got five. So, um, pretty cool. Yes. Again, 
highly it was a lot of fun watching the world so and i'm sad that there's no more grandmasters until next year <laughs> all right hearthstone hot fixes uh, arena micro adjustments and corrupts or and corrupt minions bug so micro adjustments nerf demon hunter and warlocks it improved druid hunter mage rogue and shaman and then it says corrupted minions visual bug persisted on the board after a minion was destroyed or removed is that similar to like the armor like remember the priest armor thing from galakron did it like show something on the board that wasn't actually there or do you have any idea I'm I'm not entirely sure what the visual bug was, but it was specifically with corrupted minions when they were they were put on the board and then they were destroyed or removed from the board. Something was remaining on the board, and I don't know if it was a, a like a a minion or if it was just something on the board itself that just kind of sat there. But it, it's it's fixed now, um, but there are instances where it can still happen and it's minions uh, like Bandersmash that can turn into a corrupt minion. And then, and then that they, they're still working on getting that fixed. So that I, I don't know. It, it probably isn't that big a deal now that it's been hot fixed, but that was, that was something they worked on and we were able to get it fixed last week. Yeah. Good for them. I was just, I was just a little bit curious. So, yeah. um, so there's no winter veil ba- uh, bundle, uh, uh, coming to the store. We just have gotten the, one. Oh, did I? Oh, yep. You... Yep. Sorry. I apologize. I did scroll down a little bit too much. So Hearthstone deck tracker adds experience bar in latest updates. So it shows similar bar as rewards track page in the lower right corner of your screen overlay and it displays it when you're not in a game. So that's super cool. That's like so you can actually kind of have a a more real time look at it and you don't have to keep scrolling back or make sure you're not clicking too fast <laughs> out of your game. So yeah, I think that's just a great yeah, quality of life update. It is, it is such a good thing that you don't have to like if you're playing and using deck tracker you don't actually have to go back into the rewards track to see where you're at on the on the progress bar it just just shows up there and and, uh it definitely now when i was playing on mobile and don't have access to that it's like man (laughs) this kind of sucks yeah you see how big of a quality of life improvement that is so Yes. So yeah, and it, if, it looks nice too. Just like it, it fits kind of right next to your gold, and it, it almost looks like it's just part of the game. Like it would be cool if that became part of the game, just in their overlay. Yes. I mean, to be fair, Blizzard has generally been a company that takes ideas that the community implements into their games and kind of takes it and makes it their own and like integrates in the game. I mean, at least in World of Warcraft, I remember that. Like, everything, like, they just put so much stuff in the game that, like, people would put in the game, you know, all these add-ons and whatnot. So, very cool, and I hope uh, I hope something like that could be added to the game. So, yes, yeah, so like I just said, because I skipped it, 
uh, the, that one, but no Winter Veil bundle is coming. We just got um, the War Song, or not War Song, but the Book of Heroes Garrosh. So that bundle's there. So you can spend ten bucks and get the Hero Portrait and five Warrior packs. The- yeah, we've had we've had the last two years. We've had a Winter Veil specific bundle. It awarded you six packs from multiple expansions that were currently in standard. Uh, one was 20 bucks for 30 packs in, in 2018. There was the, That's how we got the Dame Hazelback hero and card back in 2019 was a part of that bundle. It was 30 packs and, and that hero portrait and card back for $25. But uh, yeah, there, there's Blizzard announced their, you know, holiday holiday uh savings event thing and and lots of other games have discounts uh either to their game themselves or their in-game items uh but and they touted the uh the things that we saw that came in with patch 19.2 the reduction in cost for the battlegrounds uh perks and uh um they also talked about just logging in and getting the the free packs and the gold so yeah they also mentioned the 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 four packs they gave away for the epic or the legendary quest line or whatever they call it the the specific winter veil quest line i mean and to be fair we just did get the the give thanks bundle um not too long ago for, for thanksgiving yeah, yeah. I'm just saying we got another bundle, which was 20 bucks. You got two legendaries and 20 Skullman's packs, which was a pretty good deal for the fact that you're generally not give it guaranteed legendaries in, in a 20 pack bundle. So they gave you two bundle or two legendaries from this set. So I thought that was a really, really nice deal. So <clears throat> while not available at Every year since launch, a Winter Veil bundle was available for purchase in 2018 and 2019, like Mage just said. And he just kind of outlined those and, you know, all the other Blizzard games that are kind of, you know, showing these discounts and stuff. So I would I think everyone would love another bundle, especially on the holiday and maybe a card back or, you know, another hero portrait. But We've kind of been drowning in hero portraits as of late, haven't we? We just got we got Cthune, we got um the new Amaldehyde or whatever her name is the uh, the, yeah, hero, the the warrior, warrior one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like we've gotten a lot plus all the other you know, three, the six. If you bought if you bought the tavern pass, you got the six version uh, six hero portraits of Thrall and Jaina. So, like, there have been a lot of hero portraits recently, and now there's Garage, there was uh, Rexar, and yeah, there's just been hero portraits left and right. So, maybe they're just taking a little bit of a break. But yeah, I agree with you that we, it would be nice to have the option. And as I just said, the Nagrand Garage bundle is still available in the store. Um, it's the Nagrand Garage portrait and five packs containing only warrior cards available in, uh, the store for $9.99. So if you want that, it's 10 bucks, same as all the other ones, you know, Jaina's was mage cards and Rexar was hunter cards. And then you, uh, 
the book of heroes for Garrosh's life. Hence why this is up. And if you beat it, you get one pack. You get a warrior pack for that too. So, you know, <laughs> and I think as we've already discussed that there's no pity timer on any of those specific tacks <laughs> or packs. No, unfortunately not. So you get what you get and you can like it. <laughs> All right, so we will move on to the main topic, which I dubbed in our pre-episode chat the mystery grab bag of show topics because there wasn't a lot of news this week, and it's just kind of settling into a post-nerf meta, uh, specifically a meta where the most dominant class had gotten hit, so... Like, who is going to be stepping up to take that uh, big, big number one chair? And I think we all agree that uh, Thrall, Thrall's now sitting upon the throne. <laughs> so going, going from complete anonymity for basically since the like the nerfs in Descent of Dragons to, you know, at after after all of that those that happened very early on in descent of dragons he kind of went into uh witness relocation or something for most of this year but he is back with a vengeance or evolving a vengeance maybe i guess he is uh who uh you're seeing a lot of evolve shaman um yeah, I feel like it's kind of made up for Demon Hunter because I haven't seen a whole lot of Demon Hunter, and that's not exactly the worst thing in the world right now. Um, when every game was aggro Demon Hunter, or you know, occasionally sold fragment Demon Hunter, so <laughs> seems like those changes have uh, reeled in, reeled in the deck. Um, also, taking some of the bite off of Highlander Hunter too with the. Uh, the nerf to Voracious Reader and um, Dino Tamer Brand, so and Pole Kelt and Pole Kelt, yeah. Was that really that big of a nerf? Like, I, I, I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I did not play a lot of Highlander Hunter, especially with Pole Kelt. So, like, yeah, it just kind of slowed the whole deck down a lot, uh, and you couldn't get that refill. Yeah, with the reader. Yeah, with voracious reader being three. Yeah, the refill is a lot slower, isn't it? So, ah, uh, so what? What stands out? Like, what is the 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 pattern for? I guess we can just talk about uh, evolve shaman is what I'm trying to get at, and like. What is kind of the, the, the mechanics? What makes this deck so so powerful, so hard to deal with? Either no. <laughs> Do you want... uh okay, well I will I'll start, but I'm gonna mention something that Mage mentioned earlier, uh, which I think actually is kind of one of the big things is uh Mage was mentioning how it really feels like the wide board or the whole board evolve effect is really kind of powerful uh you know we have cards like the 
What's the first part of it? Bogspine? Is it Bogspine? Clacker? It is the... Yeah, Bog. it's a cl- clacker. That, clacker. I know it's... Cl- yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, 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 it is Bogspine Clacker. Bog Sorry. Bogstruck. Bogstruck, yeah. Is it's it like Bog something. Okay. Uh, yeah, I always thought it was Bogspine Clacker, but Bogstruck That's because we're used to the weapons. Yeah, so exactly. Bogspine is just like the natural word. <laughs> It's uh, yeah, it, it's doing the same thing as the box yeah. spine, so it's just so But like I, I feel like every time I've seen the clacker, it doesn't feel as bad. You're like, oh, okay. It's kind of like the evolve lackey where you get to just evolve one thing. You're like, oh, okay, they evolved that thing and, and maybe that turned into something kind of powerful or obnoxious, but you can usually it's like, alright, well they just evolved that thing, I can deal with it. But now you know with things like revolve and the weapon i mean you're evolving five six seven minions a lot of times and that's when it's like well now what do i do because i can't answer all of this and then they get to do it again and again and then it kind of becomes a problem because if they can't answer it the first time it's just the snowball effect where then it's like well if you don't answer it the first time you're probably not answering it at all and you're just gonna die so something I was just thinking of too is that like the other effects you have to do it like you're you're paying for it like you can pay for revolve I think revolves in the deck now more so to deal with rogue because it's like okay you you just got a big Edwin or you got a big questing all of a sudden it's a random three drop so it's like yep. yeah that's fine whatever I I don't want to deal with that. So, but like one of the things that sticks out to me is that that second charge of bog spine knuckles, it's a four attack weapon, but it's got two charges. So that first, even both charges, you could equip the weapon and not do anything. And then the second time you can spend all your mana filling up a board and then not have to pay anything to evolve it. So all of a sudden it's like, well, you generally are playing the, the Knuckles and you're playing Dread Corsairs and now you're seeing the Parachute Brigands uh, making it into the uh, the two-mana 2-2 two, two that gets summoned to the board when you play a pirate. Guess what the Dread Corsair is? He happens to be a pirate. So then you get a, you get a five drop and a three drop. So, like, it's... Uh, that's a really good tech that, like people weren't thinking of before um but that's the thing pillager to the pirate too yes 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 she is so there's that too i'm just thinking about the initial like initial drop where you try and make sure you have a horde pillager or not a horde pillager but the dread corsair in hand as well um that's what that's what seems so powerful to me is not exactly necessarily the first time it's the fact that you get to go again and then you don't have to spend anything on that evolve like you spend one so so let's think about it let's compare it to true silver champion which is what i think of connects to it which is a four mana four two weapon that you know has an effect not nearly as powerful as box my knuckles but it has an effect um which Box by Knuckles, if you look at, like, Evolve or anything on that line, you're probably looking about mana. So you get, essentially, a free Evolve that you don't have to pay for. And that's what, like, that's where it starts seeming a bit overboard. And I'm not 
proposing we change the amount of charges on it, but that's like that's when it starts going a bit overboard for me is the fact that like you can you can just pay play the knuckles and you don't even have to swing and then all of a sudden you can play the pit master in a uh um the uh, desert hare or two pit masters or you know the derailed coaster the next turn and all of a sudden you have a giant insta board it's like insta board like just add water just add bog spine knuckles and like <laughs> you're gonna win so that knuckles be, and you get a chia pet <laughs> it, it should it should be noted that if Mogu Flesh Shaper got nerfed, and it is now back in this deck, and it is being played for zero mana again because of how good uh, a turn, like how wide a board you can create so quickly with things like the Desert Hair, like the Pitmaster, specifically the Derailed Coaster. The, 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 the deck is running those cards to be able to get out the the mogu flesh shaper and sea giants it's running sea giants exactly because it yep. can create boards that are so wide and and i mean honestly it feels like a lot of times the 8-8 ends up being worse post uh po- post swing with the weapon uh that you know it, it feels like you get the one one bunny as often as you get or more so than you get, uh, you know, like a Deathwing or something. But uh, it, it's, it, it, it is, it's just, it is, there's nothing to stop it from just sort of waiting and building up resources to create this giant swing turn. This deck was not very good when Aggro Demon Hunter was in the meta because it would die. It would die well before it got to do any of this stuff. Or it would be at such a low health state that you were praying that, like, you got taunts when you did the evolve. And if you didn't get evolved, you were going to get smacked in the face and you were going to die. And now there is not a deck in the meta that is fast enough because Hunter slowed down. Because it doesn't have the refill that it used to have to be able to. It can do an initial th- like thrust, but it doesn't have that second layer thrust that it had before. And and uh, Demon Hunter is... He, people are playing it a little bit, but they're not playing it at nearly the level they were. So, like, I was toteming on turn two, toteming on turn three a lot of times, just because... You want to create a bigger derailed coaster so that you could play your Mogush Flesh Shaper and be able to play Sea Giants. And you're doing all of this and just sort of setting up because you've got you've got time and you're always gonna have or it feels like you're almost always gonna have the weapon because you have the custodian, you have four chances to find it by turn five rather than just two before the custodian hit. And then, as we were talking, if you find one, you suddenly add two more bog spine knuckles to your deck in the horde pillager when the when the uh, when the weapon uh, gets used up. So it, it feels like once you get a weapon, you could just keep the pressure coming for multiple turns, and one of those turns you're going to evolve into something that your opponent can't handle. Also, I will note in certain matchups, and even the mirror, the deck can 100% focus or like function as just like an aggro token deck and just literally just push 
control the board because derailed coaster is that good when you have that many minions in your deck like all of a sudden you can start just pushing large portions of dana damage and mogu flesh shepherd shaper and sea giants you don't even need to evolve a sea giant it's fine no. yeah it's fine if you can play it for four mana um yeah welcome to even lock that was something you like strive to do like it's an 8-8 for 4, an 8-8 for 3, you're happy with that. So, like, you don't necessarily have to hit the box by knuckles. Like, the more, the more, the iterations that people are playing now, um, the knuckles are extremely important. But you, I feel like you have to know how to play the deck without counting on the knuckles 100% of the time. Because there will be times where you don't get the knuckles. And the deck can function, but you have to know when you can do that and when you can't. Like, if you're trying to do that against Priest, you 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 probably shouldn't be doing that against Priest, no, is what I'm trying to say. You, you don't do that against Priest. It, it, it is literally, literally, if you, like, if you looked at the, the, the Evolved Shaman Guide that John Bray put out that we talked about on last week's, last week's show, one of the reasons he had such a good matchup against aggro demon hunter specifically is because on turn five he wasn't playing bugs by knuckles he was playing derailed coaster he was playing mogu flesh shapers then and sea giants that same turn exactly moving their board creating a board of his own and then you can follow it up by the bog spine knuckles if if you want at that point. But a lot of times it, the game is over at that point. If you are able to push your opponent off the board while developing a sizable board on its own that you then can go through and and evolve the following turn, it it is it it is it is it's done. You can you can do that, and it is. It is just as good a way of of handling those those, those mid game turns as just doing the the standard evolve. Yeah, yeah, derailed coaster is really good. I underestimated it. I I truly did underestimate it, it when we were doing the card reviews beforehand. It seemed like uh, it seemed very under underwhelming, and it seemed like there wasn't necessarily a reason you would want to do that. But in retrospect, it gives you a lot of minions that have rush that can affect the board right away, and and it and it synergizes with other cards that that are very powerful as well. Things like Mogu Flesh Shaper and Sea Giant that 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 Shaman has access to that that can allow you to create a board rather quickly. Yeah, yeah, but not like I think you evaluated it fairly. Um, it's just no one really, I mean, I'm sure someone did, but not everyone saw its potential in Shaman. Like, you're not going to run that in like Warlock and it's, it's not going to be like this groundbreaking card in Warlock or Warrior because your hand isn't going to be full of useful, useful minions. Like Evolve Shaman, that is 100% the case. You're not running a lot of spells. Your your cards that are going to be generating you the most value are weapons and minions. And then all of a sudden, this card says, hey, you run a lot of minions. We're going to reward you real big for this. And Mogu Flesh Aver and Sea Giant are like, thumbs up, buddy. Yes, let's <laughs> let's do it. Let's go for and, it. And and it, and it does also take the fact that we have, we, we took out two of the most aggressive decks in the meta to allow for this to happen. Oh yeah. 100%. So, this, th- 
like you said, um, John Bray was doing very well against Demon Hunter because he understood the matchup, but like that wasn't everyone. And the you know the train of thought is just like let's just rock Demon Hunter because it's pretty straightforward. It's got a pretty straight you know pretty simple strategy. Just you know go for it, be aggressive. You know I'm not saying it's easy, but the for the the strategy was straightforward. Like there's there's thoughts and decisions in Demon Hunter and Aggro Demon Hunter, but it's very it's very easy to understand. There's not a lot of branching paths. Um a lot of deep, 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 like, well, do I do, you know, it's like, no, you probably just try and go for the easiest curve and you play your mana, you know, whereas like, that's a little bit counterintuitive against in, in evolve shaman, right? Because you're like, like you said, you, you think you're like, okay, if I'm turn five, I have box my knuckles on a Corsair cash. Let's, let's go. Let's do that. That's what I want to do. But, John Bray was playing the derail coaster, clearing his board and, you know, getting a bunch of minions on board that they can't deal with. And that's not exactly the first example that people probably would go to. And then all of a sudden you take that out of the equation. Now it's like, okay, well, I don't even have to worry about that. I'll just, just play my knuckles on five and then flood the board on six. And then all of a sudden... Or more likely, I'll play it on three with uh, lightning, <laughs> lightning bloom. I was gonna say lightning bloom <laughs> yeah. does sort of help this too because it it, it allow like you either have the option if you get the if, if say you get the uh, custodian on two, and you play it, you get your bog spine uh, knuckles in hand. You have the option of lightning blooming that out on turn three, and again, if you're not getting pressured. That is actually a legitimate thing to do because your overload happens on four. And what you've done is you've kind of, presumably you have a desert hair in hand. Maybe you even corrupted your, uh, your pitmaster pitmaster. And so on five, you have the ability of going wide then with, you know, cause the overload will be gone and and you'll be able to just kind of go plus i mean like you you could presumably even then set it up so that on six you could you could uh horde pillager again and get a get the weapon going it it, it all sort of kind of depends on what your hand state looks like but it, it it's there there's very a very real thing or you just you play the 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 weapon on five and then you have six mana plus plus the lightning bloom on on turn six that allows you to create a big board plus the mogu flesh shapers plus or and or sea giants and then you just have okay your turn (laughs) sort of situation yeah that that actually kind of reminds me or makes me think of and i have it typed in our in our notes but the meta before talking about hunter demon hunter you know i mean there was some shaman that meta was kind of fast like it was it was definitely faster but it was also just a repetitive i'm gonna put out some threats and then the next turn i'm gonna put out some threats and then the next turn i'm gonna put out some threats it was kind of a consistent like every turn beatdown. whereas our meta now has kind of shifted to just big swing turns and it's it's like you're saying, you know, play that coaster and then play a big thing all in that same turn. 
you're not spacing that out. It's all at the same time. Or Rogue, where we have, you know, you play a bunch of cheap spells and then play a giant Edwin. And basically the meta right now kind of feels like these, I don't even want to say high roll, but they are a little bit. But it's it's just these big swing turns where you're just going for these big turns and a lot of the decks don't have an answer. They might, like uh, Daring mentioned earlier, some uh, shamans are putting Revolve back in for the rogues. If they get that early big swing turn, then you just play that Revolve and then their big swing turn, you know, it's, it's a mute point. It's gone. Uh, and so it's it's kind of like you have to play these big swing turns and say, okay, well, did they have the answer or no? If they don't, I'm probably going to just snowball the game now and win. If they have the answer, then I'm going to try another big swing turn in like two or three turns from now and hope that that's enough. And it's it's just kind of, it's a weird, different meta. But I, I don't know. Like, I, have you guys noticed that? Yeah, it's not just one swing turn a lot of times. The 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 decks that are that are really powerful right now have the ability to create at least 3. And and in some case in shaman's case it can do, you know, how how many swings of box spine knuckles do you have? That's how many potential swing turns you can that, that you can do. About 8. And, about 8 on yeah. average. <laughs> You know, so it it, it is, it, it is actually, it, it it's not just, it's, it's almost not enough to just play tempo. It's not almost enough to just play stats, which is why we're seeing Paladin kind of struggle now, right? Because one of the things Paladin can do, Paladin's got a rather linear curve that just sort of plays a, a good minion on the turn and like specifically pure Paladin, I guess. Uh, and, and just sort of, you know, set, sets a board up to where it's pushed some damage and, and and can, you know, over a few turns kind of kind of uh, get you down. And it's got some healing, it's got some removal, it's got a, a little bit of everything. But, like, I don't know if it's fatigue from playing it or it's not as interesting or not as swingy, but it... It's not seeing a ton of play, and even when it is, it's like some of these swing turns are just so good. It's like even if you have removal or you have removal for one swing turn, another swing turns right after it, and then it's like, well, okay, I don't know how I handled this one. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it feels too fair, I think, compared to the big swing turns that we're seeing. And, and that's the problem is that that's why like the meta we were seeing before like i said it was kind of that consistent do stuff this turn do stuff this turn do stuff this turn whereas now it's like i'm gonna do all the things in one turn and you better answer it and then you know build that up again and then i'm gonna do all the things in one turn and yeah it's uh, pure paladin and a couple other decks i think even things like i was really hopeful for enrage warrior but it that's kind of feeling the same way too. Like they they feel a bit too fair. They just can't keep up with those big swing turns. Enrage Warrior being too fair. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That didn't feel very fair a few months ago, did it? Exactly. The way the way I had success playing Pure Paladin into Evolve Shaman was just 
pushing damage face just as much as possible. Just literally just like just raced them. Yeah, exactly. Just race them because they're really slow at the beginning. And if you can get Librams up, if you can draw a decent spread of your cards, reduce your Librams and um even pick up a Libram of Justice, a Libram of Hope, maybe your Consecration. Maybe one board clear is enough for you to just take it to the point where you're able to push the final blow. But that's how I found Pure Paladin to to be able to deal with it. It's just be like, I'm not going to focus on clearing your board because you're you're going to be able to load it up. And it actually behooves me to leave one mana minions on the board because that's, you know, the only chance it's going to be a Doomsayer. So... <laughs> yeah that was kind of the matchup with highlander hunter too just because highlander hunter was the same way there's not a lot of board removals or or clears so it's kind of it became that same thing like as highlander hunter you would just have to race them down uh but it's kind of interesting now because with highlander hunter and like you mentioned you know you guys talked about the aggro decks not being able to combat now it's kind of a a spot where it's like, okay, now what do we do? And I think I'm going to kind of roll that into uh, some other notes that we have. And now we're seeing people flip it where, okay, we can't race anymore. So now the answer is put in all the weapon removal, put in these tags, double sticky fingers, you know, oozes, like all, all, just shove it all in the same deck and then hope that that's enough to steal our weapons so they can't do that stuff. Harrison Jones is making a comeback. I've seen in uh, in yeah. actually evolve shaman for probably for the mirror match for for things like the OTK uh, demon hunter and and a few other matchups that you know weapons are are usually very very strong value plays and obviously that it's a win condition in the evolve shaman uh, deck and so yeah just. How do, how do you remove it and or how do you delay those big swing turns and 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 so you try and try and destroy the weapons and stuff and i i'm not entirely sure how well it's actually working because shaman is is the best class right now and it is not necessarily close they got a, about a one percent uh win rate advantage over the next class and and it's 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 really tough because it's like, well, what do you do? Because you don't necessarily like it's, it's the evolves and you don't know, you don't necessarily know when that evolve is going to happen. You just know that it is going to happen. You know that they're going to be, they could be two drops. They could be four drops. They could be, you know, the most of the minions, you know, that, that uh, they have the ability of making 10 drops uh, both with the Mogu Flesh Shaper and the the Sea Giant, and it's and it and it a lot of times just sort of happens with like the board state and stuff, and it's like what 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 do you do or what what can you do? And so like I mean, with like Shaman and stuff, you have to like try and play off the board as much as possible while still applying as much pressure as possible, which is for a lot of classes really difficult to do. Uh, like rogue is one of the classes that I think can kind of do that. They, they can put, put out a reasonable amount of threat with minimal number of minions. They have spells that can go face that sort of thing. 
and they can do swing turns of their own. And so, so, so that, so that's why they're kind of right up there with Shaman. But yeah, I would like trying, trying to figure out ways. Like I was watching Jay Alexander today. He's playing the frozen shadow weaver in, in his uh, combo miracle rogue as a kind of, uh, you know, a tech against weapon classes, specifically evolve shaman. But even that doesn't necessarily help because it's it 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 depends on when it ends up happening and what you've done to the point to to that point. Sometimes it can work. Sometimes just stopping them from swinging is enough. But they do still have the coaster. They still have the Bogu Flesh Shaper. They still have Sea Giants. And if they're able to still get that big swing turn even without the evolve, it, it can still be enough. So I feel like. Um... The, some of the texts, like like the weapon texts, all feel a bit slow. Like I mean, the the um, the acidic swamp ooze is all right. The cobalt sticky fingers is like the best case scenario. But if your opponent just evolved the board and you cobalt sticky fingers in return. Like, that's a 4-4 that's going to get picked off real easy. Or, I mean, or if you evolve it, it's going to be a 6-drop. You know, Who knows what it's going to look like. But there's also Cage Match Custodian, which is, you know, helps you draw it. And, like, I feel like, like you said, with Mogu Flesh Shaper and the, um, the Derailed Coaster, it's not like Bomb Warrior, where if you take the, the the weapons away from Bomb Warrior, they can't win. Like this deck can still win if you if you drop it, if you slag, you know, if you take the weapon. And really, I feel like the only the only deck that's are running them are the Cobalt Sticky Fingers, the Highlander decks. So you can't deal with both of them with the um with the Sticky Fingers. So they'll you know they'll be able to re reincarnate them with the Horde Pillager. So um. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it does enough in that matchup. Like just the fact that you're able to continue on it. Like I feel like the 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 best case scenario would be double sticky fingers, but that seems like like there's no warrior didn't have a lot of minion pressure when people were running sticky fingers, right? Like there was not a lot of uh, minion pressure around those turns. So like you take that away from warrior, and then what do they have? Nothing. Basically, they have, you know, evil quartermasters, um, you know, maybe a lackey, you know, those you weren't running a lot of minions at that point in time when you're equipping the weapons around turn four and turn five. And then all of a sudden, like, I mean, you're that that was a uh, deck that was focused on weapon damage. Evolve Shaman weapon damage isn't the main thing here. It's the fact of what the weapon swing does. Right. So, like. I think the weapon damage actually is a bit of an issue. It is, if yeah. You've got, if you've got if you've got the ability to get, you know, you get two swings per weapon, and you have the ability to get four weapons, uh, you know, that's that's eight swings at four damage apiece. That's thirty two damage that potentially that you have to kind of deal with in addition to the minions. So I I. I I agree with you that the swing the the swing turn is actually the tougher thing to deal with, but 
part of the problem i think is the damage that the yeah. that the weapon is doing and I, I not not dissimilarly to the way bomb warrior damage uh with with the wrench caliber sort of worked because it's just like it, it sort of kind of compounds itself and and the thing with bomb warrior is it doesn't have minions to kind of help it do the damage the, the it, it just has the weapon and then the bombs that you may or may not draw later this you've got these minions that are getting incrementally better on top of this 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 damage that is a lot of times they'll use one attack to kind of cure you manicure the board because they don't know what their evolve is going to be but it feels like after maybe one or two swings take picking off minions it the rest of that damage then the next weapon and subsequent weapons those are going face and so you have to account for that in addition to the all those minion all the minion damage coming yeah i didn't mean to um uh undersell the amount of damage that can be coming in but you're right the damage is a problem i feel like that is way too strong of a weapon for what it also does to the board so well and talking about bomb warrior i mean that's that actually caused corsair cash to get a nerf because remember wasn't corsair cash plus one plus one yeah it it gave and that damage yeah yeah, and that damage made that much of a difference so to see it here with shaman where it's getting board value and it has this attack it's like ooh, uh i i don't know i also i feel like that was something that kind of became a problem a little bit in soul demon hunter was people you could get I mean, decent statted minions on board, even if it was only two minions, but you had minions on board and you had weapon. I mean, you could still win games as Soul DH without finding your your heal and big swing weapon damage. So you could kind of go either way. And I, I think you bring up a really good point that the fact that it has both board and the weapon presence is is also kind of driving it to become a little bit more of a problem. Also, think about it, too, like, you are at the mercy of their deck with Bomb Warrior. You are, you have minions to just punch them in the face and do the damage. Like, it's a lot more, uh, you know, let them draw their cards, and I'm hoping they'll draw bombs in time to kill them before they do something that can, you know, disrupt my plan. So, it's a lot more proactive, I feel, so... Yeah. Um, we've got a couple minutes left, so I figured um, we could talk about the reward system and how, now that we're a week into it, how is it feeling for you guys now that we have uh, the revamped war- reward system? Like, how does it feel as a player um, with or without the uh, Tavern Pass? So, um... Do you, you do you want me to go first? Okay, all right. You're pointing at me. You're pointing, but it is as there. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I was pointing game. at Dragon Rider. Okay. okay, so that she could talk about it because she has the experience without the Tavern Pass. Great, and uh, and and give us thoughts there because I think you have the Tavern yes. Pass. I have the Tavern Pass as well. I and have so, it now. Yeah, okay. I did. I did get it, but. Um, I, I Most think... of your climb was was without it, though. 
Yeah, when I don't. Did you get it? I don't think I got it until I was like thirty five, thirty three, thirty five. So I went a pretty far ways before I got it. Um, I it's felt pretty good to me. It's it's actually felt like I'm progressing. I mean, I'm playing a lot because I'm doing this full time. So, you know, I feel like playing. 8, 10, 12 hours a day, like, I feel like I should be progressing pretty quickly. And I have felt that way. I I was able to hit 50 today. So, you know, I've, I've definitely progressed a lot. And then, yeah, the levels after 50 feel like they're just incredibly fast. It's But overall, I, I think the changes they made have felt better. I think the quests have felt better. I haven't had to, like... Oh crap, I don't like that daily. I gotta reroll this. <laughs> like it's I mean I've noticed them less, I guess, which I think is good. I'm just kinda of like, okay, I have some dailies, cool, instead of looking at it and be like, Ugh, I don't want that. <laughs> it's just kind of like, alright, I'll just complete those casually, cool. I'm just like as long as it's twelve hundred uh experience, I'll do it. Whatever it says. If it said jump over the moon for twelve hundred experience, I'm like, Yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> Oh, fine. I'll put my rocket pack on, and here I go. Exactly. So, um, so Mage, what how have you felt? Um, as now that we're a week into this, I did not get very far into the more than five k levels prior to the 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 changes that occurred last week. I, th- I think, um. I think I think I probably because I only went went up one level roughly uh, with the with the changes going into effect. So I did not see those really difficult levels in the high forties where you had uh, you know had to get seven eight k worth of experience and how that felt. But five thousand seems about right. I mean it, it does now. I'm in the, I'm working on level 44 and uh i have jumped uh about two levels so far i have one more weekly quest to get done and you know it feels like i should be making meaningful progress when i complete a weekly quest and if i've got the tavern pass so the weekly quest like the big one um i think it's i think now i get 3,000, if I remember right, for the win five ranked games uh, is what it ends up being with the bonus. And uh, that feels like meaningful progress for a level. Uh, The daily quests, I I still don't like rolling one of the lower ones, which is I got one of those today, re-rolled, got another one that was a 900. So didn't get a chance to, to bump that up, but it didn't feel quite as bad. Um, I still feel like the in-game, like if you're not questing, it's still, I felt before like it didn't feel like it, it was worth it to just play games for experience because of, it didn't feel like you were getting very much and it still sort of feels that way to me a little bit. And, uh, so from that standpoint, I'm... I don't know what it would take to to change that or fix that in in my view, but right now it feels like I want to play enough to get my quests done, and you know I'll play a little bit more, but I won't play like a a lot more, and and so 
that's why I'm not 50 and, and you, and you guys are. So, yeah, I mean, and that's fine, right? That's, it's just what it is. It, yeah, I would agree that it, it just feels you're, you're, I think it'll feel better after I get to 50 mm-hmm. because those levels are much smaller. Yes. They're like 1500, something like that per level. Yeah, They start at 1350 and then go up to, I think 1500. If I remember Okay. Right. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I mean, they just breeze by basically if you're, if you're playing and like I said earlier, it just randomly pops up. It'll just, it'll just say like you get the 50 gold. You don't have to keep going into the track and clicking on the, uh, the 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 reward anymore which i like a lot um i did not like having to click my reward to to get it as evidenced by me ranting about it a couple weeks ago <laughs> but um yeah i just i mean it feels smoother and it just i i feel like it is a meaningful improvement to what was originally there um and I'd love to see. I can't wait to see what my uh, my my uh, gold looks like at the end of the the the, the set. I'm at like fifty five hundred or something like that right about now in my gold. And I spent everything on launch day to buy packs, and then like I haven't bought any packs since. So um, yeah, I'm like I'm at like fifty five hundred gold, and I'm sitting on like twenty one packs because mid expansions coming. <laughs> <laughs> so uh save up for yeah. that if you're going to i'm probably just spend i should just probably buy and craft for that personally uh, when that time comes but yeah it feels much better and to get like those reward that reward it's just familiar to after you play a game to have that pop up especially when you win it's very comforting like the 10 gold like it's just something that had been happening for you know seven you know the six years i've been playing this game and then all of a sudden it stops doing that and now it starts doing that it's like okay this is this is familiar i recognize this so (laughs) i'm at i'm at like 57 now so yeah those levels start to like fly by yeah i will say too i played a lot of battlegrounds last week uh because i was also ramping up i did some uh battlegrounds casting over the weekend as well uh, so I was playing a lot of battlegrounds and I did notice it felt more rewarding to play another game mode as well. It's like, I felt like I was still being able to complete quests and, and kind of earn, earn some experience and things like that with playing battlegrounds too. So it felt way better to be able to do that. And I didn't feel like, oh, I have to go play standard all the time in order to complete these quests or grind experience so that was a really nice uh change as well because that you know i don't want to play just standard all the time you know or people who play the other modes it's like they don't want to have to go play a different mode we like we've talked about with the quest as well you don't want to be forced to go play some other mode to get that experience for that reward so that felt like a really good change. I I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, I would say that too. I played a lot of Battlegrounds today, so like I felt like my time wasn't just blown. It, other than, you know, your Battlegrounds ranking and me just sucking today. So All right. Um so if I feel like to, I will say this. I think from a Battlegrounds standpoint, if it seems like that might be actually a more consistent way of getting um experience like you're not 
at the mercy of your queue time when you're queuing games in standard. And if your games go fast, you might be spending as much time or almost as much time in the queue waiting for a game as you are in a game. And so there, I could, I could see where there, it, depending on how much time uh, you end up playing a round or a game of Battlegrounds, I could see you, you know, kind of doing a better, getting more experience in an hour of playtime than you might be able to if you were playing ranked because of the queue times and, and depending on the deck that you're playing and that sort of thing. Yeah, you're never at the mercy of your opponents. And if they want to just rope out every turn to, like, try and milk, like, three extra experience points out of the game, Bob Bob keeps in. He runs a he runs a smooth ship and just you know <laughs> tight ship. Yeah, you're doing this. exactly. So he 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 keeps it keeps your turns nice and crisp. The battles go crisp. You know it's it's fast. So it's like yes. So everything is much more consistent in battlegrounds. And obviously a, a, a lobby depending on where you finish is going to take longer than like you probably fin like four or five games in a lobby. You know depending where you finish again, if you finish last, well, your lobby might not have been too long, but if you top four or you finish first, then all of a sudden, like, yeah, you probably spent some time in there, probably 20, 25 minutes in a lobby, just roughly guessing off the top of my head. I've never really uh, paid close attention. So real quick though, you both hit level 50 and for our poll question coming up, which portrait did you end up getting? Don? Uh, so I I was debating between the two choices for me were either the Malfurion or Valera. So either Druid or Rogue. Uh, but I went with Rogue because I think it's one of the best looking ones out of the choices personally. And then also just because I feel like we don't have as many Rogue uh, portraits. So... I like that one a lot, so I went with the uh, Valera. I also went with Valera because I've been rocking my Ev since like 2017. So like, figure it's time to switch it up. So I I went with the uh, the update to Valera. I also think it's one of the better looking ones. They all look really good, but like I feel like that's like in the top three for sure. So like that's why I went with that. So. And you said something about a poll question, Mage. What what is this said yes. poll question? <laughs> our poll question for the this week we want to know what level 50 portrait have you gotten if you've hit level 50 or will you be getting when you get to level 50 there are 10 choices we don't have a poll option where you can vote on all 10 so we're just going to ask you to reply to the to the tweet and let us know and we will tabulate the results and tell you which which class is going to get the most, you know, get the most love when they, when they get to fifty that listen to the show. Yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see this. And speaking of the show, you can email the show at doctor3hs at gmail .com. You can go ahead and uh, find us on Twitter at doctor3hs, and our top pin tweet will take you to the Doctor Three Discord where we are hanging out and chilling all the time and talking about Hearthstone. And I'm going to try not to make a reference that will get me ridiculed by everyone in the Discord. So <laughs> I'm having a good time. I think it's funny. And I'm laughing about it. I, I am not hurt. And like I'm just 
I'm having fun with it. So, anyways, um, and you can find me at Daring Alkaline Dragon Rider. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK. That's D A W N I E D K, and on Twitch, uh, pretty much any time of the week. Uh, <laughs> just, I'm just gonna say that, like, I'm pretty there, much all I'm the, there a lot, is what all you the said. time. Um, and that is at twitch.tv slash DK. And Mage, take us home. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at MageDeath. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the afternoon, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash MageDeath. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week. Thanks for chatting about Shaman with us. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three.